everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 517. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And Ari is out tonight due to working the, I think, the afternoon shift, so he wouldn't be able to make it in in time. So here we are at our brand new time slot, which I hope doesn't change for a while. I wouldn't mind it going back, but there are others here on the show that prefer the 9 p.m. time slot, so. But, uh, anywho, um, let's, before we go into things and so forth, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Sleepy. Yeah, that. <laughs> well, I will be feeling that in a few days, and I'll explain all in the next section, so you know. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. We are live tonight, week of September 28th, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday uh, from 9 to 11 at our new time, right here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can find more information about them at vognetwork.com. And if you like to participate with some of the shows that are part of the Voice of Geeks Network, you can check them out at twitch.tv slash vognetwork, and they kick things off on Sundays at 8 p.m., starting with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8, followed by Orange Round Radio at 9. And don't forget, we have a Discord. You can find us at uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has its own channel. So come by, hang out, talk to us, drop some news. It's all good and it's all full of fun. So yeah. So now we're going to go around the room, ask everybody, how was your week? How was your day? Mako. Um, not horrible. Still on that, uh, you know, house hunting search. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we will get something from that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I, I started packing. So that that's an interesting thing. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get that. At least this time you're not packing three weeks before you have to get out of the place. No, no, I, yeah. It's just, I have a lot of stuff. I've been here for six years now, so it's just kind of all over the place. And I totally get it. I think if I had to do it again in three weeks, even though I've been at this place for almost 10, I think I could. I think I could just sit here in three weeks, pull everything together into multiple boxes and stuff, be like, you know, let's go. You have a lot less crap than I do. That too. <laughs> I was going to say, as far as like Mako-chan and I, I can, I can, I definitely understand that energy. We were too big when we moved into our house. So <laughs> I can only imagine... I'm sure that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have space for all of my things soon. And that's always super exciting, but it's also a very nervous situation. So I wish you all the luck in finding a new abode, but I know that you. that it's going to be, it, it's, it, it is a trip, but it's a very exciting adventure. Yeah, I'm, it's uh, like, it's not that I mind having to move. It's mm-hmm. just, I... I, I mind having to pack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the, that is fair. That's the hard part. I've been there, done that. I'm I'm happy to not have moved in a long, long ass time. See, that's the hard part to do as well, you know? 
Because it's like, you don't know what to start with, what you're going to need. And you're just like, you know what? If I, if it's already packed away, then F it, you know? Yeah, so uh, I went through some of the kitchen stuff uh, this weekend. I'm going to be packing up like 99% of my pop figures mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Uh, get that all packed away since I know that stuff I'm keeping. I still have more kitchen stuff to go through. So, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. You know, the funny thing is, I could picture if Ichigo has to move. I could see them coming around with the flatbed truck, coming around to the back of the house. And she's outside, you know. Th- there's something of attachment to the bottom part of a house where her studio is. You're like, back it up, back it up, bring it in. Perfect. Thunk. Let's go. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm excited to actually get to uh, put stuff in a house that, like, if I wanted to stream out in the living room, I can, you know, put a nice background behind me and mm-hmm. actually maybe be on stream, and then have just my collection behind me. So I, I really been thinking about that kind of stuff too, and it's exciting. Yeah, and it's also interesting you bring that up because I was talking to another friend and she had mentioned, you know, now that she's going to stream more, she needs a bigger table. And I suggested, well, why not an L-shaped table? Because you have the living room for it. And she was like, that could work. And then I said, you know what? Instead of putting the L-shaped table against the wall, flip it around, you know? So like that whole little area it's like your mini streaming office, you know, and that way the background is the wall instead of the rest of the house, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought I said, that yeah, that good, that's yeah. what that's what I would do. Um, if I were going to do something like that, I would have the desk set up so that I'm against the wall. I would, instead of against, you know, the wall being against the background. I would probably do that because when I first, you know. Like not before I first started streaming, but when I was still living with my with my parents, um, and my computer was in the living room, you know, I actually rigged the desk so that the wall was behind me and the way it was set up. My mother wouldn't even know I'm actually home half the time because you know this is before the age of you know mechanical keyboards. You know, it's just mm-hmm. regular membrane keyboards typing away and. When you're like more than three feet away, you're not hearing anybody typing at a keyboard. So, so yeah, good times, good times. Um, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, for the uninitiated, um, I had my deck redone at my house, but unfortunately, what that meant in long term was. They accidentally nicked my my internet cord, and we did not have internet for the last week, so I wasn't able to do a lot of work, slash, um, just in general, there was a lot of stuff uh, that I couldn't do, which is fine. Like, I'm not one of those kids that needs to have the internet. I was kind of raised around, like, the radio and, like, TV and stuff, so, like, I, I, knew, I knew how to keep myself busy. It was just right. annoying because there's a lot of my business stuff that mm-hmm. is done online. My streaming side is done online. Um, so it was a little frustrating. But I would have been raising hell. It, it, I mean, that's the thing out here, though, is that, like, it's going to happen when it happens. And, and unfortunately, I know nowadays, like, yeah, I could raise hell. But at the same time, like, 
one, my HOA is doing that for me, by the way. But mm. two, um, like they're going to have limited amounts of people to come out and be able to do all the work and stuff. And like, I don't want to give them a trouble. Like, I know it's, I know it's Verizon, the almighty Verizon and everything. But at the same time, like most of the people that I've dealt with through the process, um, have been very gracious and lovely. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I'm one of those people that having worked retail, having worked in thankless jobs, like I try to be the nicest person I can. Um, though I know sometimes it's not <laughs> the mm -hmm. easiest thing to do, but yeah, so we were out of internet for the last week and then, um, got it back, been working back on cosplay and stuff. And, uh, in general, just getting back into the groove of things. Um, yeah, we just, uh, did some sewing today and that was, that was pretty much the week of like just catching up on things and finally getting some stuff set into motion so that uh i'm prepping for next year so and i it's go i give you all the credit in the world because if it was me yeah i would have exploded then i would have calmed down been like okay now that i got that out my system how are you going to fix this and i would have been like i don't care as long as you're able to fix this and get this done i am cool with it and in the event that Verizon sends me a bill for this, I will be forwarding it to y'all. And that's exactly Oh, yeah, no, we, we got it all in writing. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing, is mm -hmm. that, like, if our project manager for this thing had been an asshole, or, like, if anybody in the team that had been doing this work for us were problematic, mm -hmm. like, having done construction on houses and and, and my my hubs working in construction, like, we, we understand what happens. Um, because they did, they were supposed to have, I guess they did have somebody come out and do a survey, but unfortunately, and this is just industry bog standard. If you guys haven't had your cords replaced in, in decades at this point, they're fiberglass. Mm -hmm. If you have like fairly new internet and they will break if you just stare at them wrong. And this is from multiple industry professionals telling me this, yeah. not only construction, but also the Verizon people themselves. Right. So unfortunately... Uh, that is just something that can happen no matter how careful you are, even if you have it surveyed and stuff, just because wires change their location from house to house. All right now, so was, thankfully, now was, this the week, now was the wires outside oh, or inside that they got, that got cut? It was outside. Okay. It was outside because okay. they were, they were digging the holes for the piling. So wait, 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 we, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Uh -huh. So your wiring comes up from the ground. Yes. Okay, because mine are, are outside, so the only yeah. yeah. So the only way I'd lose internet, either somebody takes like a knife and cuts the fiber line on the side of the uh -huh. house, or they do something to the line coming off the off the poles. Okay. Well, because we're so. in row houses, mm -hmm. because we're in row houses, they're all buried. Gotcha. Well, and also okay. because of the state I'm in, right? They require them to be buried gotcha. under a certain amount. But gotcha. thankfully, okay. the guy came out and dug the trench and put them in, so now they're buried. They're good to go again, and we should have a more reliable line because the one that they gave us this time, um, I mean, they had the temporary line, mm -hmm. which I don't understand why they don't just leave this line as the internet line, but the temporary line could be like walked on, stepped on, blah, blah, blah. And then I guess for burying the line, they change it from the, uh, standard, like the, the temporary line to the standard line. Yeah. Cause, the fiber cause, yeah, cause I think whatever materials they need to make sure that the cabling is strong that can handle being underground without it being ripped or damaged or something like that. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. something like that. So, mm -hmm. 
so yeah, we we have internet now, thankfully. Woo! Mm -hmm. Hi, Yay. Um, but sad for those in chat who the internet ruined my sleep pattern mm. from Bonds. We heart you, Bonds. Yeah. Sorry, hun. And then of course, COVID ruined mine. Obviously, yep. No, I uh, I have been going to bed by like eight, seven, eight p.m. and I've been waking up at like three or four, and it's actually been working for me. Which means I'm like super tired right now. So what? I am sorry if I ramble. It's okay. I but that's it. Which is why I'm not surprised that I don't get a message from you at three, four o'clock in the morning. Be like, how do you want your coffee? <laughs> but um, as Santa Beery says in reference to Makochan moving, he says, last month I had to help my uncle pack up my grandparents' old house, and he was complaining he didn't know when it would be done, and I had to retort, when you drive down to Florida. <laughs> well, now, that's one way to get the job done. Mm. So, my weekend day has actually a pretty interesting Saturday. I went out, hung out with some friends, came home. And as you all know, like I've been saying for the last two, two and a half weeks, I've been uh, job hunting. And lo and behold, I landed a job. I accepted the offer about three, about, about four hours ago. So, right now... I am filling out the last of the paperwork and doing the background check. So, woohoo! Thanks. And they're paying a lot more than what I was getting. So I'm like, I, I'm okay with this. Mm -hmm. I, I think I know what it means to be in a higher tax bracket now. <laughs> I will say I do tier two support for a very popular talent agency, and that and that's it. If you figure it out, good for you. If you don't, good for you. So, you know. Now I have to email the other companies I've been talking to and interviewing and basically cancel the rest of my Zoom interviews this whole week because, honestly, I am not getting up at 9 o'clock in the morning for a 10 o'clock interview. But I still I do have to start getting my body back into getting up at 7 a.m., and I believe this position, I have, I work from home one or two days a week. Which actually works out for me because I do um, online therapy and I have a physical, I do physical fitness at the local gym by me. So I figure, you know, if I can get it, if I can like do Wednesday or Thursday, I could get that all put together. So that wouldn't be so bad. So that just makes things a lot easier. Plus, you know, when I get out of work at like five, it's pretty easy for me to grab all my stuff up and go to the gym, you know, not go to the gym, um, go to the laundromat, you know, that, that'd be kind of cool if I, you know, if it comes down to that. So, so it's not so bad. Kind of feels good, you know, to, you know, get back into the, into, into work and stuff. And what was interesting is every place that I, every like recruiter I spoke to and so forth, there was this one question they kept asking me and I'm kind of tired of them asking me this, but I totally get it. And I totally understand they have to ask this and they're basically asking if you're vaccinated and I'm like, sure. And, and I think the reason why I'm tired of, hearing this question because of the whole aspect of people who are coming up with bullshit reasons not to be vaccinated. So I, I get it. So, you know, long story short, new job, have to go into the office. I believe four days a week pays very well. 
and I th and I think it's gonna be pretty good. Plus, the uh, contract was already extended before I even started, so I guess they realized it was going to be more time. And generally, when you are a contractor and they tell you X amount of months, it's most ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be double that. And then half the time, once you you've been there, double the original contract. Oh, you're going to be there for a lot longer, so just roll with that. So, all right. So I believe that was it for our uh, weekend day. We're gonna get into a bit of housekeeping here. Uh, don't forget, uh, this is the last uh, few days of September. Basically, you save twenty percent when you we use a sub when you subscribe to our channel here, Anime Jam Session, or if you gifting subscriptions to other people. So I say go for it. Spread the word. If you like what we do, you know, subscribe. If you want to give one to your friends, go over, tell them, have you give a gift sub to a friend, you know, tell them, check us out. We're, we're fun. We don't bite. Well, I know I don't. It's for Mako. I think she, I think you, you have to, you have to, you have to get your shots first, you know, because, she she take she she goes for for blood so you know. Uh, let's see. Don't forget, <laughs> anime jam session. Uh, episodes are available on YouTube. Episodes go up on YouTube twelve noon on Thursdays, and there is a playlist called uh, uh, Podcast VOD. So if you've missed an older episode, or if you want to refer back to an episode or something like that, head ahead up uh, YouTube.com/slash anime jam session. You'll see the playlist Podcast VODs and check them out. Uh, and don't forget to support the merch shop for VOG Network, VOGNetwork.com slash shop. And I believe I have a design for our shirts. I have one completed. I, I would like to, in the next week or two, have our pro shop open so you can buy a shirt from us and support us, and that'll be kind of cool. Uh, and that's for VOG Network. It's VOGNetwork.com slash shop. And don't forget, we have upcoming conventions. Uh, this list may change over time due to various reasons of COVID and so and staff availability, etc. Uh, we have another anime convention, uh, October 22nd to 24th. DerpyCon, October 29th to the 31st. The Unconvention, November 12th to the 14th. Anime NYC, November 19th to the 21st. And ZenkaiCon, March 25th to the 27th, 2022. And I didn't just mention early, so I'm going to drop it out here now. So I'm going to tell y'all why we're now at the 9 a.m. time slot as opposed to the 9.30. So in case you don't know, me and Mako are big fans of NCIS. So what I tend to do is on Tuesdays, I go out. I get dinner, which is an interesting story I gotta discuss. I come home, I watch NCIS, and then I jump at the computer, call everybody up on Skype, get everything up and running, and we would roll. And what we used to do was we would start it at 9.15 if you were part of us back back in the day when we were on, uh, when, when Vogue Network had the, the radio stream, we'd have like, like a nice 10 to 15 minute pre-show of music and so forth. And then... We changed that. Once we flipped over to video, we decided to, you know, still stay at 930, but no more of like the long pre-shows and so forth. So basically from like 9 to 925, 926, 
we would take that time to kind of fine tune any audio video issues, make sure whoever's on stream is going to be on stream and so forth. But what happened now is NCIS moved to Monday nights. It's now Monday nights at nine. And it kind of screws with my uh with, with my Borderlands tonight with Kuro Hikari-chan. But I decided that, you know, gaming with her is a little bit more important than watching NCIS, given I have a DVR. So basically, we still game. I Around 9.30, 10, when I'm done, I hang out on Twitch with some friends. I start putting the outline together. Then I watch NCIS. And when I get home on Tuesdays, I just start, I just watch a couple episodes of anime. So around 8.30, I get things going. And here we are. And so our show is now from 9 to 10.30. I may have said 9 to 11 earlier, but it's basically 9 to 10.30, 10.45, give or take. Either or, this gives, you know, everybody else who like who has to go to bed early a better chance to go to bed early. So, you know. And as Washi Otaku says, he get dinner, a bottle of wine, and light candles next to the television with Gibbs. I mean, if you're going to go that far, at least get it right. It's Abby Shudo, not Leroy Gibbs. It's always Abby. Damn right it's Abby. Which is why I've had such a hard time actually watching the show without her. Well, I mean... I watched about half of last season. I haven't watched any of this season. And I'm just like, Abby's missing. It's not the same. True, but when but the new forensic scientist does does look like our old host co-host Kuro Usagi. So yes, I, I yes, was she okay. does. Yeah, I was okay with that. I'm like, you know, I can work with this. I'm okay with it. You know, and I even tweeted that. So you know, I if I, I am. I think Kuro has has. I think she, I I think Kuro's actually adopted and. The, the actress that plays uh, the new girl, I think that's her real family. So, you know, because they look freaking identical. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Either that, their backstories are an interesting plot line for a reboot of twins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into the part of the show that y'all do enjoy. Uh, geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about the more of the geekier aspects of our life of the week and share off some cool stuff. So, so Maka, do, do you have to say it three times or not? Nah? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So I, I, I spotted him on build a bear and being that I do cosplay as Lydia, mm. I, I had to have him. Uh, so he comes in his, you know, little striped suit and I am trying to find somebody to commission the red wedding suit so that I can carry him around in my red wedding Lydia dress, just because I think that would be hilarious, mm -hmm. but it is a special anniversary, um, build a bear and I'll show you, it does have, uh, the little Beetlejuice on his foot. The other foot has the name on it. And then there's this. It's 
Um, is it from the movie or the musical? It is. It is from the movie. Okay. But I am very, very tempted because I do want to go see the musical again. I, I'm very, very tempted to bring him with me and have Alex sign his ass. I heard he might not be in the, um, in the, and he might not be back. Um, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything. This is something on, on the, on the, Beetlejuice fan club Facebook page. I I heard about that. Like, it was right around the time when they announced that it was coming back to Broadway. It was like within a day, somebody was saying it. So, um, I I don't know because he, he's still the one being used in the advertisement. Makes sense. Um, granted, a lot of the advertisement pictures are from the actual promo pictures and things like that. Mm -hmm. So because um, it's actually him and uh, Sophia as Beetlejuice and Lydia Mm -hmm. and Sophia left a couple of months before uh, COVID. Um, So I've, I've actually (laughs) seen the show with both of the Lydia's. So I, I, I don't know because Alex really is spot on with Beetlejuice. True. So I I would be very surprised if they unless he's already signed up to do something else, um considering they were already looking for a new place for the show, mm-hmm. um since they could not stay in the theater that they were in and they were going to continue the show in a new theater, I can't see that he wouldn't have already signed on for it makes sense okay so yeah i mean i'm i'm hoping that they keep alex on because he he really does make a really good beetlejuice and as theo x75 says it's all hearsay until michael keaton himself says so (laughs) all right ichigo what cool projects have are you working on well, as mentioned by Seattle Beery here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, um, I actually am thinking about making Lydia's cartoon poncho with all of the um, modular bits. So like the parts mm. that curl up and stuff like that. But I'm going to actually make it rainproof. So it's an actual raincoat. I poncho. totally want one. I um, totally want one. I'm going to be making it out of waxed um, cotton canvas. Oh, or I'm going to try and see if I can't find a waxed cotton sateen because I just like the look of those materials a little bit better. But yeah, um, once I pattern those out, Mako, I'll let you know. But that's awesome. the idea I have because um, I've really wanted it for so long, obviously. Uh, and and being a, a big Lydia at heart, I've always, I, I don't know, the animated series was, I, I love the movies, I love mm-hmm. the series in general, but the animated series always had like a special place in my heart. Same, so like animated same, Lydia, same. Especially in her like super like Morticia Adams dress as well, where it's just like she can't walk. Like you shouldn't obviously be able to walk because of the physics of the dress, but it's a cartoon. So mm-hmm. like they can. I love those. So I have a few designs for those kind of styles of thing. The hyper goth stuff the hyper glam goth stuff yes Um, that is definitely my vibe so um i have those in my like in my little cauldron of of patterning and things like that but then i'm also working on um for those who watch me i'm working on hyperdimensional neptunia uh super meme lord from the 90s 
but uh, it's basically a, a, a duet costume I'm doing with Wild Spice Cosplay, who's another um, another creator mm -hmm. here with the Anime Jam Session. And um, we're going to be doing also, uh, apparently, we're going to be doing Cells at Work, and we're going to be doing Hyperdimensional Neptunia stuff together. So I'm very excited. Um, so yeah, I'll be working on Macrophage. Macrophage. Macaron Fage mm -hmm. as Seattle. <laughs> Macaron Chacaron. So had, had named it this afternoon. Uh, but yes, I'll be I'll be working on those two costumes upcoming for uh, Zenkai Con is the first con I am uh, kind of committing to. Um, and then if that if if we end up at Katsukon, if I finish either of those costumes, I'll wear them there. But uh, yeah, I also have a bunch of fashion stuff to do. So Katsukon, if Katsukon accepts us. I'm going to be doing so much fashion, so much cosplay. It's going to be insane. Um, Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, and in general, that's kind of what's going on in the, the nerdy the nerdy nummies over here um, as far as cosplay and stuff is concerned. Um, I don't know. I have a few other things I kind of want to do, but a lot of it is going to be dependent upon, like, material costs and time. Gotcha. Um, unfortunately, I am one person, and I do not have eight arms, so... No, I, and I, to I totally get that. Alright, so... I actually had things kind of sort of planned out for my for my uh, Geek Round Table, you know, for at least a month or so. Uh, Anime-wise, I am watching Eden Zero, and if you absolutely love Fairy Tale, you're going to love Eden Zero. Not just because it's from the same author, but it's just a little Easter, Easter eggs from... Um, fairy tale that's in there like there was there's, there's a reference to another fairy tale character in episode nine or ten one of them but um last week i went out and got this an xbox series x so i had known i think it that they were going to put them out, I think, uh, Thursday, I believe. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early, get up at six, and just just go to Best Buy. Because I checked the website. It was only select locations. I had the Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and all of that. So I'm like, I'll get up at six, hop on the bus. I'll be down at the Best Buy in about a half hour, tops. I never made it to bed. I actually stayed up chatting with people. Then around like, I think around 4.30 or so, 4.15, I got dressed, grabbed my stuff, and got on the bus, got down there by like 5 a.m., and I was number 91 on the list. So two and a half hours later, I had my Xbox Series X. And you had security out here telling people, be careful with your consoles and this and that. What I did was, I, I, I always carry um, reusable shopping bags. I threw mine and double bagged it in the shopping bag. I'm like, I went grocery shopping, so I don't know what you're talking about. So, so I ended up doing that, and I got home. One interesting thing, though, an argument did pop up on the line. Supposedly, somebody snitched that somebody had jumped the line or this or that. And the dude was just yelling at the guy about it over and over and I'm like, you know, 
at least he's on this side of town. Because if it wasn't, I as soon as I heard the argument, I would have packed him and be like, nope, nope, I can wait. I'm going home. Mm -mm. Nope, nope. God, I'm glad it was down at this one, not not the Best Buy at King's Plaza. So, you know. So, I've been playing The Ascent, Borderlands 3, and a few other games. Load times are amazing. The graphics are spectacular. And the way I have it in my entertainment center, I just hope I, I put enough space for the for it to blow the heat out, which is about an inch and a half. But what I might do is take one of the other my secondary router, put it on the side of the entertainment counter, move everything down, and just give it another like four inches of of airspace, which would be perfect if I ever decided to get a PS5 because it could just slide right in there. But you know, I don't see um me picking up a PS5 until sometime next year because there's only like two games I I want for it: FF7 Remake, Integrate, and Horizon and Horizon Forbidden West. That's it. Everything else, I'm good. And Bonzo Little Six says I walked along with my PS3 in Times Square to box with the carry strap. Wow. I would have been like, nah, I, I, I would have hopped a cab and gone home. I'm like, no. Or at least had somebody roll with me. No, no, no. Nah, I would not have done that. But enough about that. Let's get into tonight's articles. And, and we got some we got some good stuff here tonight. Uh, especially about, um, it's a podcast favorite anime. It's Cowboy Bebop. Mako, what you got for us? Uh, yeah, um, so Netflix has actually released the opening credits for the live-action Cowboy Bebop, and holy shit. I know! I, I, it was, Ichigo, did you see this? Yes, but I don't think, I, I, I love it for what it is. Yeah. And I don't think I am as hyped as everybody else. All right. Like, I'm hyped, but I, I am whelmed. Mm -hmm. That was the word of the day for me. I am whelmed. I'm happy mm -hmm. that what it is what it is, but I'm also kind of, uh, I enjoy the campiness of it. It, it looks kind of like they overlaid uh, Microsoft Paint slash <laughs> animation <laughs> over, I mean, that's kind of what it was. No, like, but not, but, but, but it should go. Animated, right? It should that, go. Like, rolling animation that like flips into screen and like cuts away at the screen. And so you see the three characters, bam, bam, bam. I'm kind of sad because they don't have my Edward, but that's okay. Um, but uh, Edward, as long as everything goes well, I'm pretty sure they already have season two. Exactly. Um, yeah. exactly. Edward will be in season two. Yes. And, and I, I love that. Like that's, that's what I kind of expected. And as long as it's not as bad as, some of the things that we have seen mm -hmm. like come to, to fruition because of who they have in the cast, because of the work that they've been putting into it. I am, I am, I am tentatively excited, but I don't think I'm as hyped as everyone else. Well, just understand, uh, Ichigo, your fandom is next. Cause I believe one piece is for, is, is boating through next year. So I mean, Cowboy Bebop is my fandom more than I'd say One Piece is. Oh, okay. All right. I give you that. And as TheoX75 says, I can't wait till the fandom starts fighting among themselves. They started fighting when they showed Faye's new outfit. 
And all I got to say is, I'm not really a fan of it. Not because she's dressed more. It's because I think there should be more yellow. But I like the new design of her outfit because I believe it works so well in the live action. And I had one person mention, you know, they're glad that her outfits changed because Faye doesn't look like a piece of meat or this or that. And I'm just sitting here thinking, did you even watch Cowboy Bebop? But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Starlet 2 says, she she gives that point, though yellow isn't a great color on most people. True. A dark yellow would be nice, but, you know, I totally get it. Now, I'm going to see if I can pull up the uh, opening intro without blowing out speakers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I like that they There we go. It, I like that they basically recreated the anime opening um, just because it is so classic and iconic and even muted you can tell exactly what the hell it is yeah exactly like it, it that's exactly what i wanted you know mm-hmm. that's i think that's why i'm not getting too hyped is because it's exactly what i would want from the new version mm-hmm. of something and i actually enjoy Faye's costume a little bit more and i know that a lot of people miss her like famous kind of yellow bodysuit mm-hmm. thing but i I and it's not that I didn't like that. I loved her outfit in that, but it's that I like the fact that they thought of kind of certain practicalities of battling. Right. Um, I don't know anybody else who owns a pair of boobs that is strapped to their chest. <laughs> but I well. don't think that my gams mm. and my girls mm. would handle being strapped down with that little amount of fabric. And that is okay. Like, some girls can rock that. That's awesome. But me, no, it would not happen. So I appreciate that they took into mind the practicality. Mm. And I think also um, something that was going around in different circles was that the reason they removed a lot of the yellow was for filming and mm-hmm. to keep the color palette see, a lot more muted. That make, that make See, that makes a lot more sense. So, and, and I get that. And, you know, to be perfectly honest... When you do something from live act from animation to live action, some things don't translate well. Like, yes, phase yellow traditional outfit. Perfect in the anime. In a live action, I could see it, but at the same time, I can't see it. You know, it just what it's like if you've if they made a live action space dandy, they would honestly they would have to change the outfits of the girls that work at boobies slightly because I you know even though the outfits are similar to what they wear at Hooters, but I still think they would need to make a slight change for it to play be- to work better you know. But also when you do a live action, there's going to be changes, and people need to understand there's going to be change. Stop! Don't fight! Don't argue! See what the change is first, then react, you know? I'm more looking forward to Faye's other outfits. Dealer outfit. I can't wait to see what they do for Dealer Faye. And I'm really, really hoping we get to see her in that gorgeous ball gown. Mm. 
those are actually the two looks of phase that I'm looking forward to the most. I want to see what they do for those. That's definitely exciting. I feel like it also opens it up to a lot more cosplayers as well. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it makes outfits a lot more accessible to a lot other different body types. So a lot more people can see themselves in the character and, and get excited for the show. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. I do miss that there are nostalgia parts and bits and pieces that I miss as a, a fan of the original of the C, yes. But I definitely agree with the The translation is, it's going to change. And and I know that that, I, I know that that's not easy for a lot of mm-hmm. different fandoms. So I think it's going to be a point of contention no matter what. And as uh, Starlet 2 says, I feel like the actress had a great response. She had the classic outfit for the first day of filming, but after all her stunts, it rid so far up her crevices that they never found it again. I believe we talked about that. I mean, and I just like how she just clapped back at, at the butthurt uh, weaves that are still in their, in their parents' basement, you know? Mm-hmm. And... and and to go back to what Ichigo said about outfits, I noticed something different about Spike's uh, outfit. You Believe it or not, Spike's uh, suit is a basic off-the-shelf blue suit. He's wearing an off-the-shelf blue suit. Because if you notice in the anime, the jacket isn't buttoned. It's like taped over or something like that with two rectangular strips. That Those strips are not on... The live action suit is just a regular button down jacket. And I like that. So what I'm when I do um Spike, I'm gonna get myself a nice blue suit. And then what I'm just going to do is kind of get like fabric to cover up the buttons and slide it in so I can flip back and forth, you know? That's gonna be kinda cool. Then I kinda sort of promised a friend I cosplay Spike, so that'll probably be happening before the end of this year. Maybe. We'll see. Mm. And to continue on to our prior discussion, and as I... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In other Cowboy Bebop news, uh, showrunner Andre Nemec said that um, the live-action series will be an expansion to canon uh, set in the anime. Uh, he says, I think to just redo the anime will leave an audience hungry for something that they already saw. Mm-hmm. The anime did an amazing job. We don't need to serve the exact same meal. I think it would have been disappointing if we did. So um, it says that the show will still have the broad strokes of the anime correct. The Earth will have suffered some terrible calamity in the past, leading humanity to venture out into space to find new homes. This mass migration turns the solar system into a wild west of sorts, with crime running rampant and leading to a bounty system where anyone can turn in criminals for cash and rewards. Uh, are we not talking about 2022? Like, <laughs> yeah, that? pretty are much. We, um, commuter space travel's already happening. Mm. Uh, uh, 2030, Cowboy Bebop, the real story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it says that the show will dig out deeper histories behind each character, as well as answering some of the questions that the anime leaves you with. And as, so and as Bonsai- I, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm just saying, as long as we don't do 2030 Tank Girl or Waterworld, I think we'll be fine. All right. Bonds 006 mentions Borderlands, and you're not wrong. Live-action Cowboy Bebop basically is Borderlands, okay? I get that. 
And I'll also say this. A live adaptation of anything that's in my wheelhouse, I will watch. But if it's basically a direct adaptation, after a while, I'm going to stop watching. Like, PGSM live action. It was one-to-one -one from the manga bringing out all of the senshi. But in the first episode, Minako was already a pop idol, and you're like, wait, what? So, once the set, once you had your inner set, it kind of went on its own track, and it was still true to the manga to a certain extent, but it had its own thing. It had its own quirks. It was great, you know? Walking Dead did the same thing. Um, I would say... I'm not sure what other live-action adaptations I've watched, but... Uh, uh, you know, maybe the one I'm going to cover next. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Death Note? <laughs> oh, oh uh, boy. Uh, yeah, so um, if you, y'all, uh, are excited, uh, Death Note 2, producers say sequel, will address fan complaints. Mm. If you want to see another movie about a whiny white dude, um... Death you mean Note a Chad? is one of the more recent live-action adaptations done under Netflix, and its legacy is a complicated one. While some ended up liking the unique take on the series, plenty of anime fans were left disappointed by its big changes. Now, the hope is that Death Note 2 might fix things for the Netflix production. And, a producer has admitted, the sequel is happening, with fan complaints in mind. So, let's back up for a minute. Mm -mm. If you didn't know... Masioka was brought in as a producer for Death Note, and he also took part in the Netflix film starring Nat Wolf. These days, Oka is busy with his work on shows like Star Wars Visions, and the producer did speak about Death Note 2 during a chat with Screen Rant recently. All I can say is, in the works, Oka admitted when asked about the sequel, nothing has been decided either way, I can say that we are listening to the fans, and hopefully the fans will be happy with the direction we're going. As you can see above, Oka did take time to mention fans specifically in his answer. After all, the enemy fandom is the reason why the medium has exploded in recent years, and the steadfast community is only growing. With old school fans who... Oh gosh, Death Note is old school? My gosh. I am a cryptid. Um, just wait. Fans who just wait. <laughs> helped build a foundation for anime globally when they say Hollywood mangled Death Note for live action many swore off further adaptations but Oka wants these fans to know he hears them. At this point fans know nothing about uh, concrete about Death Note 2 or its status if the project is ever made the audience may be more willing to test it out after all the li live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop will go live next month and if the show works out Death Note will have some hope. Now we have to wait to see what happens what do you think about this Death Note update? Do you think live-action sequels will bring the fans around? Uh, you can share your thoughts in chat. Um, I, I'll, I'll say two things. Number one, Death Note wasn't in my wheelhouse, so I know elements of it. I would say... It, if they, yeah, if they, it was one of those, it was one of those edgy, edgy scene AMO kid shows that I just could not get into. I liked Death Note. Um, I I hated the ending of Death Note, but I liked Death Note as a series. Mm. I absolutely disliked and could not stand the live action. 
just because of how far from the source material it ended up being. I, like there, it, there is a fine line of completely recreating something and having it be boring and completely doing something so off the wall that it's as if you're watching something different and they just stuck the name on there. Like, um, Gem and the Holograms. Ah! I was the movie, the it's... movie itself, the movie yeah. itself, and they have finally come out and sit and stated this. The movie itself was actually supposed to be named something else, mm-hmm. but when it went to audiences to test it, it failed miserably. So they changed things around enough to make it a you know gem and the holograms thing, um, to basically promote it more. And changed it enough that if a sequel would have happened, they would have brought in the Misfits. I'm hurting right now. Yeah. I'm hurting. That reminds me of what they did to Street Fighter, the motion picture, because believe it or not, that was supposed to have been G.I. Joe the movie, but they couldn't get the license. So they went to Capcom and Capcom's like, well, here you go tool change things around instead of cobra commander you got m bison but i'll say if they want to do this right and put the live action in its own little universe per se i say open up the second film where there is the death note someone finds it and discovers the lore of the origin of the death note and thinks this is bull and then starts following through and like oh oh you know if yeah, you do I some, would have liked. I would have. I would appreciate that. a new Shinigami yes. with a different Death Note and a new character, um, building on the story, mm-hmm. not recreating the story. I think if they would have done it that way, because they were trying to Americanize it, I think if they would have done it that way instead of going, oh, this is still you know L, and this is still late, and you know they're. We're we're just going to create that sexual tension and then that's it. That's all we're going to bring into it. I think if they would have made it new characters and went, holy shit, this is a new Shinigami, it would have been so much better. Well, hopefully they will listen, you know. I had another thing I was going to say, but... I don't remember, so I'm not too worried about that. But I Bonds, still... Bond says, what about Attack on Titan, a live action? Um, they've done that. Japan did that. And, and it was horrible. Uh, it was horrible. It, it, did not, it did not do as well as they thought it was going to. Do you guys want to see naked, crazy people running around eating people's heads off? No? Okay. Wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Ichigo. What? You've been to Lower Manhattan? <laughs> I'm telling you, you you go into the parks of Chinatown at the right time, you will probably see half-naked people detoxing, okay? That's close enough. Instead of attack on Titan, it's attack on crack. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't, personally, I can't see attack on Titan translating well. And it it apparently didn't. So, um, cutie honey, the live. I do want, uh, that's, Discotech is putting out the entire series on Blu-ray later this year. Yes. Sorry, Ichigo. You're fine. 
I, no, I after I said it, you just I, I you was going to say something. Oh, I don't even remember anymore. I'm sorry. It's that time of night where I am pumpkin. I am Got pumpkin. I am fall. I Got am, you. Uh, flame broil. I don't know. I'm tired. And as Starlet Creation says, well, they tried Captain Planet and Powerpuff Girls and both tanked before releasing. <laughs> okay, I don't know about the Captain Planet one. I probably would have watched that. But the Powerpuff Girls one was dead in the water before they even tried. I mean. Yeah, did they actually get through and finish the nope. first, the, the pilot episode? No, but you know before what? Before they canceled it and went, yeah, okay, never mind. They're still retooling it. I will sit here and look forward to the reboot of Babylon 5 on the CW by J. Michael Straczynski. So, he's rebooting it. He's writing all the episodes. That's all I care about. And as Orange Wright says, they're already trying to find another actress for Bubbles. Well, now. Was it Bubbles or Blossom that yeah. ended up having to leave? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was Bubbles. And then I know that the one of the big issues was like the script. It was it was like Sex in the City meets Powerpuff Girls meets no. Bubbles. Gossip girl. No, no, no. Like, it was worse. Why? It was worse than that. I read some of the script. It was basically, um, it was Saved by the Bell, the college years, as a drama. Okay? A very tactfully bad drama. It was basically Saved by the Bell meets 90210 meets Melrose Place, all, all tied up into a stew. That's basically, and the, and the main ingredient of the stew was Chemical X. That's the reboot of Powerpuff Girls, okay? And, yeah, oh, I don't think they really thought through on what that was going to actually um, do to the people that actually knew the background story. I mean, we're all adults, mm -hmm. uh, so it's very okay for them to make an adult version of the Powerpuff Girls, except that they don't have to make it in a style that they're, you know, that. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Screw, screw that. Um, reboot Powerpuff Girls as three teenage girls with superpowers, give them Sentai suits, make it a three-man version of Power Rangers and call it a freaking day. So the Japanese version. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, I think that would work really, really well. Yes. Powerpuff Girls as magical girls and make that shit live action. I would watch that. So would I. I was just going to say something like Powerpuff Girls plus Clueless or Powerpuff Girls X. Yeah, like Magical Girl. Oh, gosh. What was this show that I was trying to think of? But that, I think, would have been a better mashup than trying to make it something that's like... What was that superhero show where they tried to make the superheroes like high school kids or whatever? Are you, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Was was it like a syndicated show? Yeah. Oh my! I think I know what you're talking Clark about. Clark Kent, like Superman and stuff, and they tried to make them like high school kids, but like it was like a drama. I don't know. I, I can never get into that. I shows, think but. I know what show it is, and it was very. Yeah. It was terrible. I think you're talking about tattooed teenage fighters for alien fighters from Beverly Hills. I no, watched. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Okay. No, they actually. Oh, okay. They actually made a um, a teen 
version of DC where they were in high school or something like that. DC yeah, superhero it, girls. It has a lot of the same actors from like, um, Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm having, a really I think bad I know what you're talking about. Wait, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Starlet creations. Better yet, Powerpuff Girls and Madoka have a baby. Watch what happens when you have superpowers and have to deal with the consequence from your actions. And on that note, good night. Yes. Uh, contracto? Contracto. Uh, he gone. <laughs> he gone. All right. Well, uh, Mako-chan, uh, I'm ready yeah, to leave. but... Uh, he he, uh, he he's in, he he has to do the next one. The next article is his. Uh, he can't run away. I'm he has back. To do the, an article. I ha- I had I, no. That that was that that was worth me walking away. I'm just like wow. If that's not a slap in the face compared to the fact when you realize that today's generation see we called it hairband metal. Today's generation classic rock. God. Anywho, let's move along and talk about another popular anime between all of us, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. If it'll just pop through here. Wonderful. It looks like we are getting a video game based off of the anime, and it's going to be a shoot-em-up. It's coming out on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch spring of next year, available in English and Japanese. I think that's going to be kind of cool. I, I, from watching, I, I, could, I could see this. It's based off of um, Cool Kills Ninja's light novel series, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It follows office worker Kobayashi, who finds herself saddled with a dragon maid after pulling a sword out of its back during a drunken excursion to the mountains. That sounds like somebody on this show. The TV anime series first aired in 2017, with a second season following in 2021. Both seasons were produced by Kyoto Animation. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid burst forth Chorogan breath, will arrive on PS4 and Switch spring of 2022. Just because I resemble that does not mean we need to talk about it. What? I mean, let's be real. Ichigo would make an amazing Toru. Let's be real. Yeah. Except that she wouldn't try to get you to eat her dragon meat. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's my OnlyFans content. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually picture that too. I can actually picture that. Which reminds me, Mako, you have to, if you, just, you need to sit down and watch season two, especially the final episode. I, I definitely will. That is probably something that I will be watching this weekend as I'm packing. Yeah. Um, Funimation is, only has the dubs are up to episode six, but the, but the entire series is up on um, Crunchyroll. And I think in that situation, Ari would make a better Fafnir than I would. (laughs) 
Now, let's talk about something more cute and precious. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, looks like he has an art exhibit in L.A. So, Ichigo, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, because the East Coast always suffers. We never get anything nice. But the West Coast, yay, Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> hey, Al Miyazaki's art exhibit <laughs> hits Los Angeles in September. The installation, the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, features film screenings and more than 300 pieces of art. Studio Ghibli fans rejoice. Because a massive installation is coming to a very select area that you will probably not get to visit. I mean, dedicated <laughs> <laughs> installation dedicated to the career of legendary animation director Hayao Miyazaki opens at the Academy and Museum of Motion Picture Art in Los Angeles, California. Beginning on the 30th September this year, Hayao Miyazaki exhibition will be held in the Marilyn and Jeffrey Katzenberg Gallery. And it features more than 300 pieces of art, including original image boards, character designs, storyboards, layouts, background posters, and animation cells. The exhibition will also include character goods, as well as 256-page illustrated catalog of the collection. Screenings are also planned for all 11 feature films that Miyazaki has produced with Studio Ghibli. The films will be screened both in the original Japanese language with English subtitles and in English dub formats for you dirty, dirty weebs. <laughs> for information about the exhibition, please check out the official homestage for the installation here. Now, if you have been wanting to get to the Studio Ghibli Museum, I would say that this is probably the closest you can get within the States. So if you want to go and see his stuff and you have the time and the liquid income to do so, like, this would probably be the best bet. Um, because a lot of the merchandise they have for these kind of events and stuff are, are pretty much, you know, you're only going to be able to find it for this event slash, I don't know, they might bring over some of the supplies that they have for the, um, from the museum in Mitaka. Now, if you have any questions about the museum in Mitaka or, like, how to get there, like, let me know. I've been. Mm. It's amazing and lovely. But you can't take any pictures inside. Um, but it, if you're looking for that experience or you, you wanted to try and get there, this is probably your closest thing you're going to find in the States. Very well, then. And if we look in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash MAJM session, we have some interesting topics going on here where Sonic Creations are basically saying East Coast still has stuff because of Broadway. And as a reference to head, seeing headphone president in, in concert, just so you know, I'm the only one on, on the staff that actually saw so Anza on, on, perform twice, you know, out here. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll take the hit on that one. And Theo, and then Starlet's like, "What does Colorado get? Nada." And Theo responds with high taxes and snow. And I'm like, "And weed." I'm just saying, you know, New York is still puttering around about that. Jersey's like, "Well, I don't know." Meanwhile, if you want it, you got to go either four hours north or south. Anywho, let's talk about the giant turtle shell in the room. We have the cast listing for the live, I'm not going to say live action, for the CG 
Super Mario Brothers movie. That they're actually, from my understanding, they're calling it either Mario or Super Mario. I really should get my Mario hat for this. Hold on. My Luigi hat. Screw this. Only way I'm going to feel better about this crap. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Upon the announcing of this movie, we all thought more or less that Charles Martinet is going to be voicing Mario. Charles Martinet will be in the film. He'll be doing minor characters. The honor of Mario goes to Chris Pratt and the internet wants his head on a stick, which understandably and rightfully so. There are political and religious reasons people hate Chris Pratt, which I totally get. We're not going to get into that. I just hate Chris Pratt because I don't because I don't I think Chris Pratt will not be able to do Mario justice. I think Chris Pratt is overrated. That too. So you know who else is overrated? Uh, the host of the late late uh, James Corden. He's also overrated, but I think he will probably make a better Bowser than Jack Black. Personally, I think Jack Black should be voicing Toad, but that's going to Keegan Michael K. And I'm just like, no. Yeah, I, I almost <clears throat> want the two of them to switch because I'm, the o- the the only like because the very first thing that I saw in my head when it was announced that Jack Black was going to be Bowser was Bowser as gay. And I don't know why it's just the, the, the fact that Jack Black really doesn't have that deep booming, holy shit voice. Um, so now all I can think about is Bowser, you know, being absolutely fabulous and way, way, you know, laughing and fun. And that's not Bowser. You see, you want to, you know, the only way Jack Black would work as Bowser, if it was like, like a comedy of sorts, like remember the Sonic cartoon, remember adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and Saturday morning Sonic. Mm hmm. There were two different Robotnik voices for the cartoon. You had the one on the syndicated where that Robotnik was just pure comedy. And then Saturday morning one where that guy was just pure evil. Mm-hmm. If this was going to be more like a comedy, I could see Jack Black doing that. But from watching Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Adventures of the Super Mario Brothers 3, and Adventures of Super Mario World... Bowser's gotta be have have more of a badass voice, you know. That's what that 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 that's what I need, you know. The fact that I sh- just, I, I that I mean, granted, I I'm kind of amused at the whole Chris Pratt being Mario, but really, Jack Black was the one that made me go, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Mm. Like that was that was just. Where where did you pull this voice actor decision from? Now, I was kind of against Charlie Day as Luigi because I had a friend who had like this obsession with Charlie Day. But he will remind me of Danny Wells voicing Luigi from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And also, for the record, people, please understand 
the Mario Brothers are not Italian. That was for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and the movie. That's its own little individual yet separate continuities, okay? So get that out of your head. Because in the original instruction manual, Mario is a citizen of the Mushroom Kingdom. So... So... This is what they're going with. I'm not too thrilled with it. I will end up cosplaying Luigi and hate watching the film along the way. And probably at the end of the film, I'm like, you know what? I actually liked it. That's probably what it's going to come down to. I, it, it's very possible um, that once it's translated into a different language, I will then watch it with subtitles. Mm. I know that's really, really horrible, but that's that's a very good indication of what I feel of this voice acting crew. Um, being that I have personal friends that are voice actors, yes. I am very pissed off at the industry mm -hmm. for taking these particular roles mm -hmm. um, and giving them to people that do live action stuff regularly. Mm -hmm. I understand that they're doing it because big names pull in seats, but I, just the fact that there is an entire industry of people that do nothing but voice acting and have to learn how to do voice acting well to portray everything with just their voice and then they end up giving these roles to people that, you know, can go and get a live action job um, just to be able to pull in butts and seats and make money. Um, kind of pisses me yeah. off. And, and one thing, like when this came out on Friday, I think it was Friday or Thursday or Friday, I retweeted a lot of memes about it. I do understand that the meme of the princess's gambit because the woman that plays the queen's gambit is voicing Peach. And I'm just like, well okay you know and as cnn said chris pratt will star as the voice of mario in an upcoming super mario brothers movie and one of showbiz's most unlikely castings and my response was understatement of the year now i now there was something that i said about the about the whole thing if i if i can find it here between my 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 many tweets and rants and stuff like that uh, um, let's see. Nope, that's not it. Um, I might have skipped over it. Ugh. It, it was, I said something about, you know, the fact that, you know, instead of going with popular people, you could, you don't, you could go on with regular talented voice actors. As somebody said, well, they needed big names to kind of promote the movie. That is the biggest load of bullshit I have ever heard. You don't need big names to promote a Super Mario Brothers film. You already have a name. Mario. Everybody knows Mario. So you don't need very pop. You don't need that. You know, it's just why, you know, why, you know? <sighs> Capitalism. Well, I know. Well, I believe that. You know, that's that's a given. You know, but still. So, I'm actually. 
Here it is. This is what I said. Instead of giving these Hollywood actors and actresses big payouts for voice acting, give it to the real hardworking voice actors and actresses who do these roles damn well instead. They could use the money a lot more. The only voice actor that I noticed on this project is Kevin Michael Richardson. And let's be real. His payout won't be as big as everybody else's. So, yeah. Looking forward to the movie sometime summer 2022. And now, yeah, sure. Yep. And now to wrap up you know, typical news, we're going to throw it back to Mako Chan to her fandom. Yeah. So, uh, looks like we are going to be getting a, a record of Lotus War uh, video game. It's called Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Uh, it is a game that. Um, has been announced it's a side scroller it's going to be on ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series s and x and s and the switch in japan on december 16th um it is going to support english french italian german spanish brazilian portuguese Mm. russian japanese chinese simplified and traditional and Korean language options. The digital release will be priced at about $22. There's also a physical release on the way for PS4, PS5, and Switch, complete with the soundtrack and a special book for about $36. Um, As of right now, it is only being released in Japan. However, you know, some of these systems at least have no region lock anymore. Um, so yeah, feel free to, uh, import that bitch. Also, just in case, if you don't have one of these consoles, you can go on Steam right now and buy the game. Yes, it's on Steam. Yeah. I, I will be picking this game. I do, I do, when it comes to anime games, I, I understand, you know, sometimes you're better off getting a digital version, but I do want physical copy, you know, just to grab it. And there goes Starlet Creations to go grab Lotus Wars, you know. And I, I don't blame her. Don't blame her. Lotus Wars is a great series, especially if you like D&D. But it plays, it, it plays like a Metroidvania, and that's a game, that's a style of game I could just sit there and play all day, because those kind of games are awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, picking this up. Uh, probably will be downloading it for Switch. Mm. I'm. Uh, I haven't decided which ver. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. I know which version. I'm going to get the Xbox version because it's probably going to be some enhanced graphics for the Series X. So that's going to be kind. Con- it's going to be cool. So, and oh, that's right. They also Starlet mentions that I sent them the Blu-ray for Lotus War, so they need to rewatch. So there you go. Rewatch the anime. Sit down and play the game. Have some popcorn. Great times, you know? Yeah, I'm happy that a lot of these uh, series are getting even just small little games like that. And I, what I like is the fact that, yes, Lotus Wars is a niche anime now, but it's done in a style where anybody can pick up and play it, you know? And I, and I think we talked like a while, like maybe last year, so there was like another... A D-lit OVA or something that came out. I'll I'll check it later. But anywho, we're at that part of the show where we talk about some of the interesting things that are coming out of Japan. So we call it Meanwhile in Japan. So 
We have some interesting articles here, so... Let's see. Who wants to take I'll take what? the first one. <laughs> okay. Since uh, I'm feeling quite turtleish. Are you turtly are you turtly enough for the turtle club? I am totally turtly enough for the turtle club, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for catching that reference. Turtly turtler. I said, no, we're not even no, I was gonna try something. I cannot I don't have enough electrical synapses going off in my brain. Um yeah, so the flight, if you thought you were having trouble flying in this post-apocalyptic world we live in, mm. uh, Narita Airport delayed because of Turtle on the runway. I'm really liking this Die Hard 2 remake. <laughs> oh, God. Fears associated with air travel, from the unlikely situation that lightning strikes a wing... The more rational fear of a crime boss putting a crate of vipers on board in order to kill a key witness in their murder trial. But probably no one aboard a flight from Tokyo to Okinawa on the 24th of September was prepared for the announcement from the captain. This announcement to, from the captain prior to takeoff. I've just gotten word that a turtle has intruded on the runway we were to take off from. Just now on the runway, we have to stop temporarily. The incident took place on runway A of the Narita Airport in Chiba Prefecture at about 11.30 a.m., and the removal of the wayward reptile reportedly delayed the flight for about 10 minutes. Despite the disruption, crew and passengers were happy that the little guy was out of harm's way. While other animals, such as cats, have been known to wander onto the tarmac from time to time, even a veteran pilot commented that this was the first time to see a turtle out there. It was taken into custody by airport officials... Uh, and found to be about 30 centimeters or 12 inches long and weighing about 4.4 pounds. To identify the kind of turtle this was, media contacted animal expert Siyoshi Shirawa, uh, and his fame recently grew because he successfully found a runaway python that frightened a neighborhood in Yokohama for about a month. Chihuahua said <laughs> that this turtle was a red-eared slider, a species native to the southern part of North America, but is spread around the world because of its popularity as a pet. It is considered one of the most invasive species in the world and apparently has now begun invading airports, too. Chihuahua suspects that while many red-eared sliders were abandoned in the wild by owners, the fact that there are no homes near the airport suggests that this was probably one born in the nearby rivers and simply wandered out a little farther than usual. The pilot, who was later interviewed by ANN, however, wondered if it came from a different source because the cargo area is near there, and he wondered if someone's luggage, if it was in someone's luggage, escaped and then rocked out on the runway. Whatever the truth is, between, behind this tiny terrapin's trek, it seems people abandoning animals was ultimately to blame. The next time you're considering acquiring a pet, think long and hard about the long-term care that's involved and the impact that failing to live up to might have on the aviation industry. We're going to name him Leonardo. At least it wasn't Shredder Airlines. <laughs> I mean, you know. Wait, Leonardo, name him Donatello. Well, 
technically, while in the original, all four of them were red ear sliders, in the newer versions, they have been breaking them up into uh, different turtles, and oh, yeah? Leo is the only one that is still a red eared slider. Oh, shit. That I didn't know. No? Okay. And I see it up here. He says, Leonardo Leonardo would be a good name for a turtle. <laughs> Naga Naga Nooch. <laughs> no, the first thing that popped into my head was um, Captain America going, I know that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hold on. Uh, Star Creation says, the more you know music. Okay, well, we, we got a request here, so here we go. Ah, the quick earth stop. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So now we're going to talk about <clears throat> idols. Idols washing up ashore. Not actual idols, but the pictures of said idols. That's that's an interesting conundrum, I would suppose, you know. So... Japanese Twitter user... Drop the, uh, drop the volume of the music. How's that? That's better. All right, here, here we go. Sorry. Japanese Twitter user Waranoi55 is a guy with a lot of pride for his hometown, uh, which is Kanagawa Prefecture's Fujisawa. It's about an hour south of downtown Tokyo. Fujisawa, Fujisawa is part of the Shonen Coast, one of, East, one of East Japan's most popular beach areas. The beaches near Fujisawa's Inoshima Island even afford gorgeous views of Mount Fuji when the weather is clear. Ooh, that is nice. Because he loves his town, he regularly volunteers to help keep the beaches clean by picking up trash that's been left behind by inconsiderate visitors or washed up on the shore. Alright, I get that. Usually that would mean things like empty drink containers and snack wrappers, but earlier this month he spotted something different. Uh, bunching together in the water near the shoreline with dozens of pieces of paper. And normally pieces of paper would, would dissolve after exposure to salt water, but these were laminated. And when you grabbed them and turned them around, they were photos. These are pictures of idol singers. Not just any idols, but two very popular ones. Natsumi Abe and Maki Goto. Wow. You might not be familiar with those names if, if you've only recently gotten into idol music, but both Abe and Goto were members of the idol mega group Morning Musume, or as my friend called them, Momomusu, fair, which dominated the genre in the late 90s and early 2000s. Abe was a member of the unit from 97 to 2004, while Goto's membership was from, 90, from 99 to 2001. She was arguably the most popular idol in the country at that time. Wow. However, that vintage makes the way the photo cards were discovered all the stranger. While both Abe and Goto went on to have moderately successful solo careers, they're still best known for their time with Morning Musume, and it's been over a decade since either was a bona fide A-lister in the Japanese music industry. Warren 55 wonders if the owner stopped liking them, 
But it seems like if someone was just going to go to an Abe and Goto phase, they would have at least gotten over it a long ago, making now a weird time to throw it in no longer wanted treasures into the sea. Though he initially intended on taking only the Goto pictures home with him, as more and more Abe cards washed up, he started to develop a fondness for her as well, and so he's hanging on to the whole set for now. We may never know how these idol pictures ended up in the ocean, just like we're not sure how an amazing set of Yu-Gi-Oh cards appeared in a river elsewhere in Japan. But it sort of looked like a good idea to keep your eyes peeled when around the country's bodies of water, just in case some collectibles come afloat in your way. That's interesting. Maybe it was an angry ex who found them and th threw them out and here we are, you know. It could just also be that somebody, you know, mistakenly tossed their binder. Possibly. It could also be damage um, from previous storms and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Because they've had a lot of earthquakes recently, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of the stuff... I mean, I'm sure it would probably be in worse condition, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's another place you could get it from. Mm-hmm. That is, but, you know, at least it looks like the photos are still in pristine condition, so, and they now have a good home, so that's all that really matters, you know? And as Questbuster says, this sounds like a case for Lost Judgment's Yagami. Okay. I haven't played Lost Judgment, but I'll take your word for it. All right, I believe we have one more, one, one uh, story left. I think I know which yes. one you're going to take. Yeah, uh, this is actually an update to a story mm -hmm. that we covered earlier in the year. If you remember the cat owner who ended up selling his car to pay for the pet's treatments, um, got a huge surprise. So um, the 32-year-old car, which was a 1989 Toyota Supra, Sold for $24,700 this, earlier this year. Um, it was auctioned off in order to raise money for his pet's medical treatment. Um, since then, it has kind of gotten, you know, a little bit crazy. And, um, yeah, so earlier... Uh, this week it's uh, the car was returned to the owner um, not only was the car returned to the owner um, the owner had started to save up to buy his car back but uh, it just showed up and not only did it show up it showed up looking amazing mm. Um, so the person that bought the car, um, basically spent the last several months carrying out an extensive restoration. The body panels needed work, which meant first removing the aftermarket arrow, arrow uh, and then reattaching them. Working on a car's body means the paint needs to be touched up. And rather than go with a cheap generic brands, the guy had the entire car resprayed in its factory spec paint from Toyota. Nice. Uh, with the passage of time, rubber, the various rubber components in the engine started to harden and crack. So those were pulled out and replaced too. 
having kept in touch with the original owner since the sale um, and hearing that the cat silk was now completely recovered. Uh, this guy had his mechanics cruise over to the old owner's house in the Supra to show him the transformation and then leave the car. Um, it was left there, basically giving it back to him free of charge to celebrate the cat's clean bill of health. And the reason why he had the garage bring it over is because um, he did not want it to, he didn't want to spoil the moment by making it about him um, and having the old owner thank him for, you know, returning the car and everything like that. He just wanted to do it out of, you know, the kindness of his heart. He even went, uh, and he's a devout Christian. He actually made a special trip to Kyoto uh, Fushi Inara's shrine to purchase a good luck charm on Silk's behalf. Mm. Um, so this guy is, you know, one of those good eggs. That and it's really kind cool. of awesome that he completely redid the car um, top to bottom and then just gave it back. That was really cool. I, I love that. That that's what was really awesome. It's it's nice to have these little good uh, stories mixed mm -hmm. in with the the really weird ones. A bit of a feel good there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everybody's heartstrings in the chat's being pulled. <laughs> and now while we're feeling really good, I think it's the perfect time for us to make our way out of here. Yeah, it's uh, almost enjoyable to actually be getting out of here at a semi-reasonable time. Mm-hmm. I guess, <laughs> I guess NCIS moving was a blessing in disguise. Hmm. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They'll tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, Drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't, and don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast, uh, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, links to our YouTube of convention coverage, links to our Facebook for, for cosplay photos, anime reviews, editorials, and so much more. It's all at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to uh, follow us on various podcasting sites. So if you use Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anything like that, just search Anime Jam Session. Check out all of our current episodes, our older episodes, and then some. And what's cool is these apps have the ability to give you, leave, you can leave reviews. So if you can, you know, we'd appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on our social media so when you know when we're going live, when photos are going up, videos are being published, and all that cool stuff, you know. And Starlet Creations, thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll see y'all next time, definitely. Thanks for stopping in. And don't forget our tip jar down below. Uh, we have a link to our Streamlabs, our Ko-Fi, so if you want to leave a few bucks, we'd appreciate that. 
you want to cheer us on with some bits, we'd love that too. And the auto hosting, uh, as you know, it's not there's no more auto hosting, so hit the link down below and get notified. So when you're notified and you are a streamer or something, host us. We'd appreciate that. Every little bit counts. So now we're going to go around the room and see what else is going on. So last words, Michael-chan. I have a kitty. Of course you do. Last words, Ichigo. I have a sleep. Yay. My last words. Um, I may have to take legal action. That's going to be kind of funny. So, yeah. <laughs> what? I, I meant to explain earlier, but I'll tell y'all off air. So, well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hopefully, Ari will be here. We'll have some good times. So, definitely. So, I'm Ranma. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Yamatane. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the best kind of goodnight, though. Yeah. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Damien. Oh, hold, hold on. Can you get him to purr again? I think we need, I think we need Damien's purr as an alert. I think we need that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. See you all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!